Where's my wine? Wine. Where's my champagne? Oh my god. Okay, hang on. Okay, I'm I'm one. Who's? But you can't all do it at once. Should we do a, a Mark Applebaum style? Yes. It's eight channel tape. Eight channel. I can swish. 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 Is it, is it a swishing, it a swishing or, a or a swooshing? We are getting sued hard. <laughs> but what about Thank like you, a Andrew. really big theremin? <laughs> it could be mono. Guys, we're not going to be mono? stupid this time. It's How eight channel tape. Uh, no, in, in, in samples. samples. Gosh, I don't know. I think, I think if, if we Mozart conceive okay, of the right. mind in my <laughs> Seriously, if we do much more, we're getting sued. <laughs> 20% cap. 20% cap. I can't tell if my filter or my feet smell like feet. One of them does. <laughs> I'm going to go with your feet. Probably smell like feet. <laughs> I would say that is likely that your feet smell like feet. I don't have a beverage. Is that, is that my You should yeah, get one. Beverages. Are we going to start this or we've kind of... Oh Are you going to pop the champagne bottle? <laughs> Andrew's smelling his own foot. It's definitely my feet. Your feet smell like feet? Over there. Okay, governor. Over there. Over, Over there. there. Send the word, send the word to beware. Go no, I don't think it is. I think that's a bad idea. Champagne. I don't think that will help. I think your wife wants champagne. <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on. Stop. I think that's going to make it worse. Usually the reason that socks smell is because... <laughs> The feet underneath them smell. So by removing the socks, you do not help the problem. You make it worse. I might go sit over there in that corner. Evan is going to eventually be in the corner of that room over there, slowly removing himself from Andrew's feet. Welcome to the Overdrinks. Where we're talking about our Adjective stinky feet. slumber party. It is two <laughs> hours past my bedtime Hashtag right now. Adjective slumber party. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hashtag feet. You were supposed <laughs> to bring the wine, not the glasses. No, no, no don't, don't put the glasses away. They're sippy cups. Let's just I drink know, it just drink it out of the juice box. There's a champagne bottle with my name oh, on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I glasses for the champagne. Yeah. Oh, and then we'll just drink the juice boxes right yeah. from the juice yeah, box. Fine. All right, let's Although do this because I'm like zombie tired right now. So let's do this. <laughs> All right, just point that away from us before you do that because the last time you set one of those off. And- zombie, zombie. Oh, yeah, are you going to record that sound? That's a good you got to bring it over here. Bring it over yeah. there. You should uncork it yeah. right into that television. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, <laughs> speaking to your can, Evan. So the 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 Radio Corporation of America, great history. Are you in, really going to use the accent? And off field. <laughs> yeah, Evan, that's not gonna that's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> All right, walk behind the couch. The, the RCA. No, really. Mark, get the sound. That's a cool start to the podcast. Record the sound of the cork. Two. Go go over to Rob. J- yeah, Rob, did you know that my husband's name is Rob? There it is. Welcome to Clipped. Adjective <laughs> New Music's Lexical Tones Overdrinks Adjective Slumber Party Edition. <laughs> Andrew is currently pouring some uh, some champagne. 
champagne. For that is the biggest. <laughs> that is a goblet full of champagne. I am celebrating. Mm-hmm. Celebrating. I'm celebrating. We are here. We are here in Toledo. Five of us, all in the same room. Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. <laughs> For the first time ever, right? Yes. Uh, recording well, in the same place. you had place? five before. You had no. You no, had four we did before. Not. Yes. You had you, uh, the two of you and Deemer and uh, Jen Jolly in the same room. Yes. No one over the podcast can hear when you point and say the two of you. you yeah, it was, it, that would be yeah. Jamie and Andrew. The I think component. <laughs> so, all right. So who do we have here? Who do we have here? Well. I'm Rob. You know me by the hundred episodes you've heard of my voice so far. Um, we've got Jamie. Hi. We've got Annie. Hello. We've got Andrew. Hello. And we've got Evan. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. At least it wasn't British. <laughs> At least it wasn't British. Hello. Hello. Great to be here today. It's a great honor. We we might have to suffer through Evan's British accent for the I rest prom- of the podcast. I promise I won't. We'll see. I promise. So we're uh, we're all drinking. Also, it's twelve thirty in the morning. It yes. is twelve thirty in the morning. So some of us don't even need a drink to feel like we've been drinking at this hour. <laughs> you we, cannot find. You cannot purchase beer in Ohio on Sunday. Yeah. So it was like Holy so Toledo. it's technically Sunday. It's yeah. technically Sunday. And we tried to check out at the local grocery store at 12:04. So we're all drinking Panda. wine for Thusly, the lunch. Uh I'm going to I'm going to finish this so I can crack into the wine. Um I'm going to finish a Great Lakes uh Dortmunder Gold Lager. Uh Jamie, you're you're just rocking the champagne. Right? I went straight for champagne. Last night was the US premiere of my string quartet and Today I performed a really hard piece for the first time <laughs> by myself. Not by myself. No, not at all. You performed a really hard piece that you wrote. Yeah, and you performed it very well. Oh, I yes. might say. Oh, I love you. You performed. <laughs> you deserve another that piece by some schmuck that was really hard. As Yo, well. no, stop it. That was um, that was some I, good dead I, white man music. I was the fir- <laughs> on the first and last pieces of a concert. And my piece was called Anyone Lived, and Evans was called Dead White Man Music. And I was so proud to bookend that so concert with those two Living titles. and dying. Everyone lived. Some people lived. Everyone does. Well, we should, <laughs> we should say like what, where we're at right now. I don't know. It's we too late. We haven't finished saying who we are and what we're drinking, though. And then we, then we can talk about the festival. Okay. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll now say what I'm drinking. Oh yes, that was. that's not beer. That's wine in a can. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm drinking dark horse, uh, uh, dark horse Pinot Noir. Oh, I'm not even gonna say it. Sorry, Kate. <laughs> what? Nothing. Nothing. Pinot. Nothing. No. Noir. Dark horse. What did I say? Coors. Dark it's horse. It's called dark it's, horse. It, well, you were heading towards well, that dark was horrifying. horse. Was <laughs> <laughs> not. All right, fine. I'm drinking anyway. champagne. <laughs> Annie, what are you drinking? Uh, I just finished a can of this thing called Cape Line Sparkling Cocktail Hard Strawberry Lemonade, which Evan Williams Guess gave who to brought me. That? <laughs> it's just my first experience. This is Secret, also in a can, a tall, skinny can. To over drinks. <laughs> this is my first time having this fruity, bubbly beverage. It was pretty good. Oh, the phone's ringing. That means really? the, pe- the pizza's I here. Oh, the, Ooh, the pizza's here. Pizza. I, I don't know. And how to, and you might have to take pause. a pause. 
Did we get through the introductions and the drinks? Not at all. I no, have. I haven't even not. said what we're talking Okay, so so Annie, I think, am I the only one left? Well, well, yeah. Annie no, was Emma finishing to, that yeah, yeah. that Cape I'll, I'll, Lime I'll thing. I'll explain a little bit more about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're the one that brought it into the house. So uh, I'm, I brought this. I brought this evilness. This abomination. So, Evan, tell us. Okay. Um, this is going to be so horrible. I'm I brought, chewing most of the I time. brought this <laughs> abomination into the haunted mansion. Um, so, Rob and I, we knew we wanted to get some drinks, but I always mm-hmm. like the fruity stuff, as we all know. And um, I figured no one else would drink Mike's hard with me. So, I had to get something that, like, someone else would drink. Incorrect so, I found assumption. this. Uh, Cape Line. Can, can we say the, the names? Uh, or are we going to get sued? Cape Why Line. Why would we get sued? We're <laughs> it's free advertising. free advertising. Yes. A sparkling cocktails. The flavor of this is hard strawberry lemonade. And half the sips I take of it are like, okay, this is good. But then the other half is are, are like, this is awful. And I don't know if I like it or not. I did try to buy you Mike's Hard Lemonade tonight. To be fair. I had, I but had then I would probably be the only one what drinking it. No, no. No, no. Jamie would join no, no. you. Oh. With Mike's Hard, what do they class? They must classify that as beer then? Well, it, we it got is. a we got one of the we That's were trying to get right. one of those mix and match ones, so we got a couple of porters for you oh, and it was it was a brilliant. pineapple thing for Andrew cuz we were all joking about it last <laughs> night and I did actually we find found one. It. Pineapple beer. Yeah. Pineapple beer. Yeah. Um yeah. and then yeah. a couple of Mike's hard lemonades and then wine and champagne for Annie and I. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we had yes. more champagne for Annie and I, who don't drink as much as you guys. <laughs> 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 then we would have had I like that. you, but now we have a bunch of sippy cups of wine instead. Sippy boxes. Thanks, yes. holy okay, boxes so of wine. Andrew? I mean, speaking so of Annie, which, hang on, Annie. Now that you're done with the Cape Lime, <laughs> yes. and, and Evan explained it, what are you on to next? I am now. I just opened a mini black box Pinot Noir, which I can attest to. Being a pretty decent, uh, the black box brand of boxed wine is actually a pretty decent <laughs> brand. Hey. So I have never had the miniature size, this like juice box size, but um, I have had the full the box. The Capri black Sun box. of wine, if you will. I, no, yes. I like this idea that this is the adult Capri Sun. I'm, I'm yes, good with that. It is. Uh, you don't good, get so. to stab the shit out of it, though. They, no. they should do that. I mean, that is that they is are cathartic. missing a huge market here. It is cathartic. If you're listening. Whoever makes Capri Sun, probably General Mills or something. That's a <laughs> make that, a wine. That's stabbing the shit out of a Capri Sun. That's a card in uh, Cards Against cards Humanity. Against humanity. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's funny. That's funny. So yes, now I'm drinking Black Box Pinot Noir. All right, Andrew, what you got over there? Well, you know, you're not bad beer, Andy, tonight. Well, uh, to you, I probably am because I'm drinking wine. <laughs> no, I, I like wine. Uh, well, I'm drinking. <laughs> Have you ever had wine on the I, podcast? Uh, not on the podcast, no. So this not is the first for that too. It's always it's always either beer or whiskey. Um. So, uh, this this California Chardonnay by Liberty mm. Creek is uh right up my alley. I was trying to make a creek and paddle reference, and then it became bowling. It didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> but I am drinking. I don't even know what color. You're this throwing is. a it's, strike right now. It's a Chardonnay. Yeah, it's a Chardonnay. It's white. white. It's white. Yeah, but it smells red. <laughs> It's, it has a red smell to it. Also, it's one in the morning. What does red smell like? <laughs> like, here. Does it smell like here. grapes? Hold my sock. Because it's made of <laughs> grapes? <laughs> All right. So we're here in Toledo for a reason. 
we we are insulated for a reason. But before we get to that reason, I have to say that drinking wine from a from a, a can is very disconcerting. I just took a huge gulp <laughs> as if it were beer. Oh, shit. And did you know that a can of wine is actually equivalent to about three glasses of wine? So you should Whoa. be feeling good when you're done. We should do I this you not. more often. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we accidentally stumbled into a great thing. Um, okay. Serious business here. We're we, here for a reason. We are in Toledo for a reason. Um, the five of us have come to celebrate the 419 Festival, uh, which is a collaboration between the Toledo Symphony, the Toledo Museum of Art, and Adjective New Music, which has been involved in these festivals since they started uh, four summers ago. This is the fifth festival the first one was a Shostakovich string quartet marathon so what you said you you've been involved in these since the beginning so there was Shostakovich then Bach then Lou Mm -hmm. Harrison then the Mendelssohn so how did adjective kind of factor into those early ones the early ones uh honestly I had a fangirl moment about Shostakovich and Merman was like we want to do all 15 quartets and I said how can adjective help and so we did programs. I ran and got Chipotle, uh, like a buffet of Chipotle for 30 people, and there were 12 of us eating. There's um, a ghost in our mansion. Yeah, there's maybe a ghost. Now they're starting to convince me. Um, the second year with the Bach Around the Clock, that was a 24-hour marathon. Um, and it was Bach from sunrise to sunrise. And it started with one of the cello suites and morning yoga to Bach. And that at, sounds lovely. It was, but I didn't get up that early. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we had the midday two-hour concert. Um, and we did a Bach and Beyond concert where we paired works of Bach with pieces that were directly inspired by it. So Donald Boland's... Um, you remember the name of the piece? Yeah, well, uh, he took it from the Cerebon and it was uh, Exordium. Exordium, that's yeah. right. Okay, sorry. All I could Sounds think like of a was... Harry Potter spell. Exordium. Exordium. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really cool piece. It's, it's, it's blindingly difficult at times, but it's, it's very cool. Um, and then I did an arrangement of one of the inventions and then a follow-up piece to that. And there was a lot of other stuff on the concert. but um, And it all kind of kicked off with Andrew and I doing an improv through the art museum and kind of pied pipering the audience from mm. one location to the great gallery, which is where we were tonight for a concert. Mm-hmm. And then we dove right into the Bach duos for, that are, were originally, I think for violin and cello. And we have played them for with clarinet and bassoon for years. And so we kind of just like improved backwards and heels for me. Uh, for so anyone you, counting, you spoiled it. I was I was going to talk about your prowess playing the bassoon <laughs> backwards in high heels. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, that did you impressive. wear heels as well? I hope. No, Evan. Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's how we were involved in the Bach. And then uh, I did some work for other organizations the past two summers, and so we were a little preoccupied. So they found some other partners um, for Lou Harrison and the Mendelssohn's siblings um and uh we always knew that this year was going to be a 419 festival it had a title from the year we did Shostakovich and the the premise of this particular festival is four different themes um with 19 different composers all of which who have lived in the 419 area code which covers Toledo and Bowling Green where most of us all of us have all of us have 
Every of the us. Every All. of the us. A huge <laughs> number of the adjective collective has gone through Bowling Green in some way, whether it be on the festival or on the faculty. Let's or figure it out. Let's, right now. let's do it. Let's go through. Yeah, let's do Alphabetically, it. Alphabetically, Hongda, Hongda has a DMA. 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 Yes. Andrew Cody does not. He's an outsider. He's, an, he's, a he's non- not a, B- a 419er. But, but, but a. No, I think this is the year we were like, we really should make sure that this isn't all based in one place. It is good to have diversity, people. <laughs> um, diversity is where it's at. Uh, Rob Deemer. No. No. Jen Jolly has nope. visited and stuff, okay. but well, she, she, did not, she, she did has, not graduate. Uh, yeah, Rob, Rob Deemer and Jen Jolly have both been on the, the new music festival. Yes. That's okay. True. That's yeah. definitely true. Okay. Uh, Rob McClure's up next. Has a degree. Undergrad. 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 Percussion performance. No. Music no. Education. Music education. Oh, okay. I forgot that. That's all right. Class Andy of 07. Nightwork. He's a great percussionist. Yes. Master Nike. of Music. Master. 2009. Composition. Master Nykerk. Mm. I, don't I have know. a really hard time remembering all of us alphabetically. So if anybody wants to help with who comes after Nykirk. Who's Nykirk? Uh, let's L-M-N-O-P. I'm, I'm bad at remembering It has to be Rankemeyer and Rice. Smith. R. So it's got to be Rankemeyer. On faculty. On faculty. Carter Rice. Carter Rice. Master's. Master's. And then it's all the S's. Samson. Starting with Samson. Actually, it starts with Schumann now. Garrett Schumann. No, I thought Garrett was between us because S-A comes before S-C. I've had champagne. It's one in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is his connection? Does he have one? I don't know. Garrett? Uh, No, but we should sass him right now because this was this topic for tonight was his idea. This was Garrett's idea. Hi, Garrett. Garrett is Michigan, though. Correct? University of Michigan? Michigan. Ann Arbor. Yes. He he did an undergrad at Rice, though, Uh which is where I know him from. Uh Mm -hmm. And Ann Arbor's Mm -hmm. just up the road. It is A neighbor to the 419, we can say. Obviously, I held... I only hold <laughs> two master's degrees from Bowling Green, bassoon performance and composition. Sure. Um, <laughs> God, who else is this? Smith. Andrew, I feel like there's DMA. four S's. Smith. Th- thank you for me. Smith. Uh, yeah. Smith. Smith. DMA. 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 2014. I thought you did a master's and a DMA. Yes. Yes. Master's and DMA. Master's and DMA. You mm-hmm. are absolutely correct. Double degree from Evan the four one. Is anybody actually counting? Uh no no awesome uh, is Sheree next? I don't know. We skipped her. Isn't her last name start with an M? Van 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 Yep. No, Sheree does not hold a, a degree from there from BG. And then Evan. Evan. Mm-hmm. Evan. Great the, master of music. The as Williams. Well. That's right. Do Somebody we should grab their phone because I feel really bad if we've left anybody out. <laughs> and we love you all. Anyways, I don't have hands. So <laughs> Andrew's holding his wine and having a hard time with it. Oh, um, so the 419 Festival, the, this idea was to celebrate the composers who have lived in this area. And um, we forgot John Sokol. John Sokol. John. 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 Sorry, John. Um, John did not graduate from BGSU, but, but he visited. But he's been on the, on festival, the festival. And you know how we met him and he got involved with Adjective? He drove from Cleveland to come to one of our first downtown Toledo concerts that we used to hold here. He's and a good what a great guy! Music. God, he's awesome. Um, so four one nine, four themes, all having to do with the area. All the composers who have lived within the four one nine area code, and there are 
and six adjective composers out of those 19. And was it deliberate that you waited until 2019 to do this? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Mm. Stroke yes. of genius. Wish I could say I figured that out right from the first time. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, <laughs> but it may or may not have dawned on me like yesterday. <laughs> that in it's fact, 2019. I think Merwin said yeah. at the Shostakovich Festival, I have a plan for 2019 and 2020, and I have no clue what we're doing next year. So 419 was in place. Next year, they're going to be doing a Beethoven string quartet marathon to kind of mirror the Shostakovich string quartet, and it's an anniversary year, and we'll figure out what we can do with that and be involved if we can. But every year is kind of awesome with this. And but uh, the, the five of us that are sitting here mm-hmm. had ended up having 11 pieces on this festival. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, just phenomenal. <laughs> Very generous programming. Yep. Yes. And really supportive, too. Some festivals you show up and you're like, cool, I'm here. What do I do? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to clap for my piece. But I feel like Merwin and Scott Boberg, who's the program's director at the Toledo Museum of Art, are like... We should say his full name, Merwin Sue. Merwin Sue! Yeah, that's true. Um, are really supportive of all of us, too, and make sure that we all feel pretty much at home and issues pop up and they pretty much say, we got your back. And that's... Not typical. They've sometimes, been fantastic. Yes, they have. So and so, we're all here. So we're all here. We are in a haunted mansion <laughs> in the old West End, the third, flo- <laughs> the third floor ballroom of this house. Mm-hmm. That's it's an Airbnb. It's mysteriously filled with exercise equipment. Mm-hmm. Is that a mystery? Well, it's a little odd. Why it has a pool there... table. Okay, the biggest mystery this week to me has been why you guys woke me up with a pool table yesterday morning. <laughs> no, pool in the morning is essential. It was before it 8 a.m. It was ge- exercise. It's geometry. Exercise and math simultaneously. Annie's I'm, shaking I'm her shaking head, and I head. love her. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing, and if you're wondering about this, you can go on my Instagram and, fi- and look at a picture of the weird oddities <laughs> In this house, mm-hmm. namely the light switches, which are not, I guess they are, they are switches. literally They're the switches. Yeah. They're not yeah. like a, a, a toggle yes. switch, but literally two buttons. One turns it on, one turns it off for the light switches are amazing. Mm-hmm. I love them. Also, there's this weird like crazy Duchamp faucet <laughs> in the wall yes. in the See, corner. That totally reminds me oh, of Italy, though, where there's the just, like, time. random faucets in random places, <laughs> and, and obviously somebody needed their, that there at one point in history, and it was absolutely Never logical, and we're just like... Brown water. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't brown. Wait, I it was... But I mean, most certainly brown. Okay, but you, you need, first turned it on. You, need uh, you need a little brown in your life, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I think I have enough. Oh, my, oh my God. All right. So the idea for this podcast, do you want to do that? Sure. I don't really know what it is, but <laughs> sure, I'll do it. <laughs> Where's Garrett Schumann when you need him? He really should be here because it was his idea. Tis, tis, anyway, tis. his idea was uh, to talk, since we, I mean, my God, Andrew, you and I today, we experienced more than 12 hours. We did. Of uh, being in, in concerts, whether yes. it was setting up, tearing down, 
sound checking up again. Yes, huge shout out to Rob and Andrew for doing yes. all of the tech today. For and Eleni Lilios, yes. who Eleni. also Eleni brought yes. like Another like whole systems of things. Yes. Yeah, with her. Mm-hmm. Yes, Eleni. Beautiful Genelex. Oh. oh, the Genelex so were sexy. amazing. <laughs> Eleni brought the tech. Andrew and I hauled the tech and plugged in the tech at the direction of Eleni. At the, at the, <laughs> yes. Unplugged it and then moved it and then plugged it in. <laughs> three, three different venues yes. with the same setup. <laughs> and for, for everyone's information, Annie and I were at Tony Paco's for at least yes, one of those setups. We <laughs> I offered to help. You know, she totally did. We need to do the Toledo traditional while we're here. Tony Paco's is as traditional as it gets. I so, like how you say it's Paco's. If you were really from Toledo, you'd say Paco's. Oh, <laughs> Tony Paco's. Yeah, but I was from Central New York, and I dropped that accent, so you can't call that on me. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I am. I am one of two composers <laughs> on this festival who was actually born here. You Rob, are. you keep interrupting Andrew. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's really okay. I just what what are we doing Feminism! here? Feminism. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, le- legitimately, Rob was in the middle of telling us oh, why we're here. Oh, <laughs> oh, I got sidetracked. I'm still Guys, eating it's pizza. Be a long it's night. amazing. <laughs> Where do we get it from? I need today. Where do we um, get it from? Place that was still open. <laughs> that delivered. That, Whatever the that's name is, they're, they're doing right by me. Anyway, so Garrett's uh, Garrett's idea that he's not even here for the bum. Um, <laughs> Since we have experienced so much live music in the past 48 hours at this point. Yep. Um, and we're all live here. We are live. Mm-hmm. I mean. And in person. Biggest group. Yeah. And alive. Biggest group ever. Yep. Live and alive. We His idea was <laughs> to just talk about, you know, our favorite uh, live musical experiences, mm-hmm. whatever those might be. And I su- also suggested maybe... Uh, maybe not necessarily it having to be a live musical experience, but just any sort of listening experience that you can remember that's your favorite. Oh, you know, wow. where where okay. all of the yeah everything was just right, and you know the the what you were listening to hit you in the exact right way to make an impression. Cool. Well, 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 I mean, I mean, let's let I'd like to preface this a little bit, if I may, with with maybe some. You may not. (laughs) Why do you do this to me? I feel just so unappreciated, underappreciated. No, the idea that. I think I think anything. That makes a live concert worthwhile is the people that are there. I, I really think it's the concert experience. And that's that's the thing about the 419 Festival here that I, I just want to kind of touch base on as a, as a jumping off point maybe because there were people, like the people, in quotes, in air quotes. Humans. Yes. Uh, in, in, in some festivals or some conferences or circumstances, it's populated by what Milton Babbitt would call like the... Um, Composer the, specialist. The specialist, exactly. Thank you, Evan. <laughs> the I, I hope that whisper actually specialist. sounds as creepy. You know, with these the mics, podcast. whispering really doesn't work. <laughs> it's like it's like just saying peas for every syllable. <laughs> wow. Um, so so as Milton Babbitt had said, like the composer specialist. So it, an audience of peers as opposed to an audience of, of humans. 
people. Yeah. And we get the golf clap until it's your piece and then right. you're really well, excited and, 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 and then you go back to golf clapping. And it's and I, I'm painting with large brush strokes. So this is not to be taken as like sacrosanct or catechism, but the idea that, you know, everybody is waiting for their fifteen minutes. And what was nice about this so far is that everybody is genuinely interested about mm -hmm. what's happening and what's coming next. It was There's more of a conversation with the audience as opposed to just waiting for your turn to speak. Which we also got to do because each of the composers who were present at the festival had a chance to like give a brief like a uh, little little spiel about what the audience was going to hear. And I thought, uh, you know, as as conference festival kind of things go, each of the composers represented themselves incredibly well. I agree. I also took note of the difference in how a composer introduces a piece to an audience that is not specialist mm. rather than mm -hmm. the way that pieces are introduced in an academic conference setting. And I must say, I much prefer the description for a lay audience, even as a specialist, because I think it just allows you to connect to the piece in a different way. And it's also, I think, just such an important skill that I think in academia, we all often get wrapped up in like being the specialist and the expert and it's really refreshing to like hear people lose the jargon and like describe their piece just talk yeah in more broad terms mm -hmm. I, I thought i thought eleni lilios did a great job of that because yes. i mean you know <clears throat> this we're we're probably dealing uh with uh people who come to the symphony regularly a lot come, of them. Or come to, oh, yeah. you know. The art uh, museum. The art museum or chamber music events or mm -hmm. something like that. So they're used to seeing live music, but they might not be used to seeing uh, music with live electronics. And I thought Eleni did a great job at, Agreed. at each concert of kind of just giving the context. Just basically saying, this is what you're going to hear. This, this is how it works. You know, and doing it in a very accessible way, and but not like talking down to the audience. No, either. exactly. Yeah, and and the I think I think each composer tied in their piece to Merwin Sue's overarching narrative of what this festival is all about, and each of the lenses that he's uh, chosen to kind of group each piece into several concerts. I mean, there's the, yeah. the glass city was a particular lens and each of us that were on that concert had things to do with uh, the glass city and glass blowing and, and all of these types of things like technology and innovation and yep. tradition. And yeah. And the idea of the black swamp, uh, of which, you know, Toledo is built on swampland that, that w has been reclaimed more or less through, through advent and technology and, you know, what does it mean to, to change and interact with nature on that kind of scale? And I think every composer who was on the Saturday Black Swamp uh, lens... Today. Did, well, sorry, yesterday, as of an hour ago. Because we technically cannot, tomorrow. Yes. Wait, um, if it's tomorrow... I've no, already made this argument. Was, we've, we've already, already made this argument. What is not now? I was mocking you saying tomorrow. Go back. Back to Black Swamp. Come on. Andrew is being on, so focus. articulate. Come on. Focus. Back to Black. Um, so so but, uh, it's, it's important to have a little brown in your life. 
Oh my God! Please take that no out. No comment. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he can at this point. Uh, he's not editing this. This is like eighteen different streams. Um, Keep going. Saturday five. night in Toledo. So sa- the Saturday night in Toledo, kind of, kind of uh, reclaiming Toledo from the the John Denver. I don't think I finished Black Swamp, but it doesn't matter because it's it, all, all of the composers thus far, and I, I assume. Annie Nykirk will regale the audience with two pieces on the concert tomorrow. Profound, no pressure. Profound. <laughs> Holy profound. Toledo, Batman. No pressure. <laughs> also, Jennifer Higdon is on this concert as well. No pressure. Now, the idea that um, it, there's there's so much interaction with people that there's genuine connection. And this is what I argue music actually is, this this kind of nexus between creator, performer, listener, that it doesn't exist with any one of those components. It needs to be the confluence of all of these to create this effervescent, intangible music that we experience. Deep shit, man. Milton oh Babbitt God. is rolling in his grave right now. Hey, it's what I do. It's what I do. And I love Babbitt, but hey. Well, I think I think a big part of what what has played into that for us and made it so I mean, it's been really special to have audiences this large for our music. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it was a good and, sized crowd. And to not have to beg them to be there. Mm-hmm. And beg them to stay past the piece they know the oh person. Oh my God, they stay. Uh, you know, I mean, and I'm sitting in the back today listening and and looking at this amazing setting that we we're in. And I thought back to uh, maybe earlier earlier in the day. When you we thought were back doing to earlier. Earlier huh? in the day. Sorry, sorry, I sorry. I thought sorry. back to a whole three hours ago. Right. Well, I mean, okay, these marathon festivals are are, are yes. difficult for a reason. <laughs> but I thought back to uh, Scott Boberg asking the audience on the afternoon concert who had been at the Shostakovich Festival and a handful of people raised their hands and who had been at the Bach Festival and then a different little bit of overlap but and, some and, and slightly more i think more, yeah more people more right. people got to know that yeah, there was a bach festival and then you know he just kept on going and now the 419 festival they've built an audience and then walked them into contemporary music in such a no big deal way yeah which is right? awesome mm-hmm. and and that is i think what gets lost sometimes when we just throw a contemporary piece on a concert where the audience has never really had to uh, think through it, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or really, I mean, it's not that it's, it's that complicated. It's still music, but they haven't had that exposure. And there are some studies like string quartets who moved to the middle of North Dakota and start a, a, a chamber series. They start with something that is as close to what the townies are used to as possible and then walk them to something complicated and it has worked in the past. But if you fight for putting contemporary music on an orchestra program without showing the audience the path to get from what they know to what they could know, they abandon you real fast. And I've read the hate mail before. (laughs) I have. No, I think, um, I think all of this 
leads to a kind of synergy that makes the concert experience worth worth uh the 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 all all the schlepping all of the technical all of the logistics of schlepping all of the setup (laughs) all of the teardown all of the the, planning all of the planning exactly all of the things that uh that go into making a festival for people successful Mm -hmm. i think all of that synergy uh, uh really becomes worth it and i think that's probably a good jumping off point for a discussion about like other other uh concert experiences that we've had that most likely tap into what we're experiencing at the at the festival here mm-hmm. i mean i could start and then be done with mine because i feel like i've talked a lot but <laughs> but honestly the the most memorable live experience for me ever was the end of the first marathon concert we did here in Toledo, which was the Shostakovich string quartet marathon. We did all 15 in one day started at, I think noon and went for nine and a half, close to 10 hours. And in the middle of it, you know, it it was in the glass salon here, which is a 90% glass building. It's phenomenal. It's where we've had a couple of concerts. It's a lot of glass. Um, and, but the backdrop, can I can I insert a fun fact? Please interject. All the parts of that building that are not glass. Yes. When that building was built, the company that my dad was working for, an I a, a steel and iron uh, a company, they did that building. That's so cool. You are a staple of Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> um. So throughout the day, this this the setting of the concert changed because we were entirely dealing with natural light uh, until the sun set. And, uh, you know, like the beginning of the day, we're listening to some of the lighthearted string quartets and like there's a squirrel playing in the tree and there's a guy really angry because we asked him to get off the lawnmower. And, um, get off my lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, ah, there's literally a string quartet going on and there's a guy whizzing by on one of the mowers. We're like, can you just do? I, I think there's a, I think there's a Soviet Russia joke in there somewhere. I Probably, just am too tired. And, and, um, in Soviet Russia. Lon mows you. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, and you know the musicians got tired and the organizers got tired and we we you know we fed musicians and we ran around and it wasn't as much text schlepping because it's a string quartet mar- marathon. But it it really you know it it says to all of us that had tech. <laughs> There's an easier way to write music. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. That's what I was saying yesterday when I... (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) But at the end of the the marathon, so we not all of them were done in order. We did start with one and end with 15, but not everything else was kind of jumbled up in the middle. And we got to midway through 15 and everything was kind of electric in the building. The sun had gone down hours ago. It was totally dark outside, so we finally had a black backdrop. But because everything reflects, all of the ceiling lights were making it look like we could see through to infinity beyond this string quartet sitting in front of us. And I I do remember looking over at Scott Boberg and going like, is it just me? Is this... Or is this like the best thing any of us has ever done? And we didn't say anything except afterwards he came up and he said, so you're coming back next year, right? And I said, 
absolutely. Because the big, the other big deal about that day was Andrew and I moved to New York the next day. <laughs> yeah, not a bright idea in hindsight. <laughs> not the moving moving to New York was an excellent idea. Not that we don't love Ohio, but they don't. But moving the next. But moving, moving the, the next, next day. day. And Andrew had been at Interlochen teaching until six days before the string quartet marathon. So I'd been packing the house by myself. It was stressful and crazy and then we took this whole day to do the string quartet marathon and then and then andrew drove a truck (laughs) (laughs) i could see his white knuckles from 10 miles away literally no (laughs) andrew drove a truck and i don't mean like a pickup truck i mean a a truck truck. yeah this was four years ago and he's still not over it anyways it was this beautiful farewell to toledo for us for to living in toledo and um and scott and i still talk about that moment all the time like we knew how special these events were based on that moment at the end now why do you think that was what uh was it the you know you would you would experienced music for 10 hours straight was it the you know having the uh recent memory of oh it was light out then it got darker and then it's like the the the, you you experienced an entire day with music like what do you think it was i think because we had experienced the entire day we kind of felt this kind of too many kind of um we felt almost like a metabolic cycle to the Mm. energy of the day we all got totally drained around 6 p.m i mean I went, I was one of the only people, I'm so sad to say, I didn't make it through all 15 quartets because I drove to Chipotle to pick up the buffet. Um, Slacker. What? Slacker. Slacker. I know, I know. It was heartbreaking. Um, that Some people got t-shirts for making it through all 15. Uh, I've, I've heard. Um, I have a t-shirt. <laughs> um, wow, if looks could kill. Jamie Lee Sampson. Luckily, this is not a vodcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we all kind of lost our energy halfway through the day for this thing that we were doing. And do you remember which string quartet you were on when you kind of lost energy? Well, no, because I was running around town and and I I set up the buffet and I was like, okay, it's done. And then one of the musicians walked in and looked totally exhausted. And I asked them a question, like, what? String quartet are we on? Probably. It's the simplest question I could have asked that day. And their response was gobbledygook. And I said, why don't you sit down? I'm going to fix you a plate. And like, you know, we were we were taking care of each other, but we were all low energy. And we all also knew we were heading into the heavier quartets because even though we didn't do them in order, um, I think the quartet of quartets, right? What numbers yeah. are those? The quartet of quartets begin, um, let's see, 10, 11, 12, 13. So it's got to be 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. So it begins at 11. And those are all pretty heavy pieces. And they were all on the second half of the day. And so we knew we were heading into darker and darker Shostakovich territory. And for some reason, we all rallied. We all ended with high, high energy. I mean, you could see that the musicians were exhausted. But the pride of the audience who made it through 10 and a half hours... You know, I think there were only 10 or 15 people who made it through. Completely, like, without a break? There is no, a cafe there were in... There were coffee. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, I understand that, but like, sorry, yeah, you go, you end the eighth string quartet. There were intermissions. Okay. And technically, it was supposed to be four concerts with, I don't know, like 10, 20 minutes in between each one. And we got a little behind. And so it was kind of like there was a 10 minute break every two quartets. How mm. many people were performing these? Like how many string quartets? A lot. Okay. Well, but not as many as you'd like. Not ide- 15. Ideally, you not would want, 15. You would want 15 string quartets playing right. because each one of the, for those who aren't familiar with the Shostakovich string quartets, get familiar with the Shostakovich mm-hmm. string quartets. Each, Eight. Each, oh, for the love of Pete. Three. Who's Pete? Eight. Thirteen. Focus, people. Well, I'm thirteen. Okay. So, so, so it, each one, each one is kind of a gem in itself and brings Eight. kind of a new problem. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going as if people are listening. Yeah, to I'm me. listening. I thank you, Annie Nykirk. Um, I, by the way, I have to use everyone's whole name, Evan Williams. <laughs> it's on the podcast. Every yeah. single time he has referred to me this week, it's been, oh, Rob McClure, what are you doing? <laughs> How's it going, Rob McClure? You don't, what do you need, Rob McClure? Yeah, do you need some gas pay, Rob McClure? He was talking about. You don't know how many Robs are in my life. There are a lot of Robs mm-hmm. in the world. I know. Our favorite photographer, Robert, showed up. Our supervisor at Fredonia, awesome. Rob, emailed in the middle of today. My husband's name is Rob. Annie's so husband's name is Rob. We have so many close, close friends named Rob. Rob so the name Robert is really on the decline. Would you say so. the name Rob is in excess? That was a festival joke, everyone. Now, Drop the to, mic. To, to perhaps include the rest of humanity who's listening to the podcast <laughs> on what just happened, Rob McClure's In Excess was featured on the the set part two, part, part three. three, part three of the Black Swamp. With yeah. special uh, soloist uh, Caleb, who is uh, a year and a half old. He... Uh, uh, the baby of my friend who it was his first new music concert That's he, yes. he added some uh, excess some excess <laughs> yes he, he added he complimented the balloon scr- screeches and screams with his own that's Perfect. that's com- complement there was not a person right. not smiling about I all know of his, uh, <laughs> I was friendly. smiling Everybody, yeah like the piece ended with this big <laughs> and it was like ah I was like, that's, that's awesome. He started clapping in one of the silences. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's and cute. Like, and like three people who I am absolutely sure our parents turned around giggling at the same time. And I was yeah. like, that's hilarious. This okay, is great. can I just point out the fact that that is the genuine human connection with music that I that I find is Bring most it back around. Often, Bring it on home, <laughs> It's most often missing from a variety of contemporary, quote-unquote, contemporary music concerts. And and I'm not just talking about uh, academic music. Uh, even, even some, you know, popular music concerts, it becomes more about the spectacle and less about the connection. The, the connection, the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, each of the Shostakovich string quartets are a gem, and you would want a quartet. Right. For each so my one. original question: Exactly, how many string quartets were performing I mean, all of these? Merwin, oh, that was the original question. Yes. because <laughs> I know there weren't fifteen. No, so I'm just wondering Merwin how many Sue quartets performed on. Think almost half of the quartets. Oh my god! And he is just such and a trooper. Such a I think everybody else, you know, kind of opted in for how many they thought they could do. And so I think most other people opted in for like three. Oh and and I think Merwin was on 
he was in at least six. What a beast. Even He's three. actually the person what who I fed, a a, like, fixed, a, person fixed a plate for because the, his answer to whatever I asked him was just like, they're just so emotionally drink like like if you've not experienced the Shostakovich string quartet it it's taxing physically there's an endurance challenge that most performers have to go through to be able to play the the extensions of of technique that Shostakovich asks for but not just that the expressive nature of the music just lends itself to being just very exhausting a Stop 13. It. <laughs> Bingo. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Was his name? Oh. Okay. So, so you could tell it's one shot. You know. the so Shostakovich the Shostakovich Quartet marathon. was was I my best live experience ever for for you know what it was doing for Toledo, what it's done for us now, four mm-hmm. years later. Um for that absolutely electric moment when we all knew we were nearing the end of the 15th. And the performers just like rallied and the audience went nuts. And yeah, no, it was, it was, I have a picture. I was in the last row. So I stood up and took a picture and it's on our adjective website. It's kind of hidden, but, um, but it's on there because we are still just so proud of that one moment, even with all of the amazing stuff we've been able to do. That was incredibly memorable. Yeah. What's yours? I, I want you to go to next. I was like thinking through all of these different concert experiences I've had while you were telling your story, and it's hard to pick. I wish I had done my homework before we got here and paid attention to the theme of this <laughs> podcast. I, I honestly and don't think we told you, so okay. surprise. Yeah. Pop quiz. It was I didn't on really understand it, so. Yeah, it was on Slack. I do vaguely remember reading it, so I'll take responsibility for not preparing my answer. But... Um, <laughs> This is hard to pick. Uh, I have, well, maybe I'll pose this. I have one that was impactful for me as a teacher and one that was impactful in a similar way to moving locations. Which one one do you want? Do the teacher one. The teacher one. The teacher one. All right. So the uh, year, my first year out of uh, having completed my DMA, I was an adjunct at Temple University where I got my degree. And the, um, that summer after I graduated, or no, I guess it was the sum- a year after I graduated, I taught a summer class, uh, a music appreciation class in the summer called Exploring Music. And um, this is in Philadelphia. Bill McLaughlin? <laughs> yes, it's the same, same <laughs> title. Not the NPR uh, Exploring <laughs> Music. Um, uh, so it's, yeah, it's a music appreciation, like, you know, arts gen ed, um, course, uh, requirement for undergrads at Temple. And, um, part of this class is, um, you know, that the students are required to go to an orchestra concert and to, they're required to go to a number of concerts throughout the course, but at least one of them needs to be the orchestra. And so that was logistically a little challenging because obviously during the year, the semester there's plenty of options you know we have the philly orchestra as well as a lot of other um chamber orchestras and stuff but in the summer you know there's not as much going on but the um philly orchestra was doing like you know like a free summer community um concert at their outdoor it's called the man center it's like an outdoor um shed 
type space in Philly. The man shed. <laughs> um, yes. It sounds so much more sinister. <laughs> the man shed. Don't work in the shed. <laughs> the man shed. Uh, yes. We sitting wow. call it the she shed. <laughs> the man center. Yes. So anyway, I... Um, you know, I did all this research before the summer to like find all of these different summer concert opportunities for the students in the class. And of course, like all of them. And then they so they have to go to the concert and then they have to write up a concert report. They basically have to write a paper on their concert experience. And these are not music majors. These are, you know, just gen ed students. The people. The people. Humans. Exactly. And Normies. so, um, of course, they all wait until the like very last, you know, opportunity they have to go, which what? happens to be, I know, what? shocking, yes. Inconceivable. Um, but it was this free, <laughs> this free concert that the Philly Orchestra did um, at The Man, as we call it in Philly. <laughs> oh, the no. Man Center. Um so Evan's Evan, really loving the title Evan, of this venue. Y'all, I'm fading. <laughs> I'll, all right, I'll speed it up. So anyway, don't, don't worry, don't worry. The that. whole class ended up going to this concert because it was like the last one before the <laughs> deadline to write the paper. And I also went um, just because it was, and it was a great, like, it was actually a great concert for a, a non-musician to go to because, you know, it was like a community concert, so they did a, a lot, just like a lot of short, like, single movement. You know, there was no, like, thing that was, like, challenging to sit through or whatever. Um, it was just a nice, like, variety. Henza Symphony 8. What's up? Henza Symphony 8. Right, oh, something. Very right. serious. Very se- right. In German. Right. They're um, German. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't, I don't even really remember. At least he's not speaking in a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> so very German, so very serious. Yeah, yeah, man. Is that German or Jamaican? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Jamaican. Jamaican. Oh God. Jamaican man. This is man. Uh. So I went to this concert and I thought, oh, this is really nice. You know, it's great to like see the orchestra in a more casual setting. And, you know, it's a nice. And they did a piano concerto. That I'm not going to remember what one it was, but, you know, they brought in a soloist who like was really great. And um, so it was just, you know, the Philadelphia Orchestra always brings their A game wherever they are. Totes. Um, and so then Monday in class, you know, and I'd seen some of them. So Monday I asked, like, you know, who went to the concert? And they all raised, it was only like 10 students taking the summer class. And they pretty much all raised their hand. They almost, all of them had gone. And uh, I was like, so what'd you guys think? And, you know, I was kind of expecting the, like, kind of skeptical, like, eh, you know, I like this one. But but the what made this a great moment for me was that, all of them were like, that was amazing. And I can't believe I've never done that before. Like, why don't they tell us about these why things? Why don't the people know about yeah, this? Yeah, like, they were like, I, you know, this one student, I, and this was, you know, years ago now, but this one student was like, you know, I went earlier this summer, I went to see, like, a Lord concert, and I paid 200 bucks for the ticket, and I would, Ooh. hands down, like, ha- thought this concert was way better. And well, I paid, like, a, ten, you know, they paid, like, $10 student tickets or whatever, yeah. And, I mean, it was, you know, for a, the class, the summer session class was, like, a 90-minute class. For, like, 20 minutes of class, 
in the beginning of class. They just kept on talking about how awesome it was. And just, and I was just so not expecting that reaction. And, you know, I had also felt that energy in the concert and thought, oh, this is really nice. But I guess just... It, you know, I just it would only matter to the specialist. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, I like was skeptical that they would have had the same experience, but they really did. And and also, you know, I had like international students in that class. So it was like a diverse class of students also who were coming at it from a lot of different life backgrounds and experiences. But they all were just really struck with the experience that they had never had before. And they were like. I, you know, I want to keep doing this. Like, how do I keep going? You know, and like, why don't they like, you know, advertise this to students more? And I was like, well, they kind of do, but you just have to know where to look. You know, say as a former Um, marketing manager, you know, that meme that's been circulating lately. That's like, we did talk about it in class. Or, or we did cover this in class. It's on the syllabus. You were talking. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not. As a yeah, former it's marketing not as manager, manager, I'm like, But you think about like the average interaction that a college oh, yeah. student who is not an arts student, who's yeah. not yeah. a music student, yeah, like it's right. just not in the normal, like everyday, you know, thing mm-hmm. to think to go to the, you know, go see the symphony. I think one of the um, most shocking things anybody ever told me was it's as difficult to get someone to come to the symphony with a free ticket as it is to get them to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That that's a yeah, that's a fascinating I was like, like thing to think about. Had I had like a 3 day <sighs> with my brain going on about that because I had tried for a year to give away tickets to fill houses and and I was working really hard to get people in the door. And it wasn't really working. Mm-hmm. Giving away tickets is not always the solution. And it kind of really surprised me. But, but I mean, I'm glad your students had access to it and that it was required. So it went. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's the thing that I think, you know, is a, is a really positive outcome of these music appreciation classes that are in most college curriculums is that, you know, it's required and it, you know, forces students who yeah. wouldn't otherwise experience this to get in the door. But I think for a lot of them, it ends up being like a eye-opening experience to that kind of you sort know, of world. amazing that happened for all of them at the same yeah. time. Or, I mean, it was, and that was what. Yeah. that's why I. Oh yeah, I'm talking about this because it really struck me. Because there's always, and I mean, it is good to also have the discussion of students who are critics of this, you know, of of this type of music or whatever. But it was just one of those things where, <clears throat> you know, there was just some magic at that concert that everyone seems to have felt you know and it was really neat to hear that from students who had never experienced something like that before so So there are three things that strike me after after annie's lovely story here a that that is a profound and in some ways transformative experience Mm -hmm. and um it's it's one that i think i i don't want to say it's few and far between but it's that it's a moment as an educator where you get it's kind of you receive a new lease on life and a, a mm-hmm. resurgence of energy right. that, that will carry like, you to I, the next maybe i am doing something maybe, that matters maybe <laughs> i i impact maybe yeah. maybe maybe you know i you i kind. reach the people yeah you is smart you is um, important the the second thing the second thing is i believe jamie just made the vocal equivalent or the or the yeah i think the vocal equivalent of an emoji with her <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Which Mind I hope blown. actually shows up on the on the right. Is that making sense? 
No, but go on. What? I, I, I gave. I'm the, almost done with my can of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I gave. All right, wait for it. I gave the onomatopoeic. Oh man! Expression yeah. well of the mind blown emoji. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So also, I've had way too much champagne to come up with that word. And onomatopoeic. Peoic. No, you're trying to say peyote, and that's not happening. <laughs> onomatopoeic. Uh, I think I really think it's onomatopoeic. Anyway, Andrew, you're saying so, peyotic. So, so the third paella. thing, paella. I was waiting for paella. <laughs> uh, the what? third, the third thing that I was gonna say was it was gonna be this brilliant segue into Evan Williams talking about his most profound. <laughs> Evan went to get another drink. <laughs> And he's and coming back with I, a coffee cup of champagne. <laughs> Evan is too, <laughs> it's too yes. early for coffee, Evan. Coffee is for after so, we sleep. Here's my justification. I'm quite tired. Yes. And the alcohol doesn't help. But no. I don't trust myself with a wine glass. Oh. Good point. So a mug is more secure. That is smart. See, so I have, you're not tired enough to not think through this. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. See, yeah. But, that's, see, why, but, that's why I have a doctor. You're see, smart, but, tired right now. This is multi-layered, I am though. If tired, you tired, then smart. If you think, if you think about what Evan is doing right now, it's very like he put wine. Right? There's wine in there. Champagne. There's champagne in a champagne. mug. Okay, so there's champagne <laughs> in a mug. There's so Andrew wasn't paying attention. So the champagne is in a mug, and the mug is going to trick his brain into thinking there is caffeine in here. The, the mm. mug within my mind. No, stop, stop. The mind are... within my body. Blah 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 Swish. blah. Swish. Who's Swish. next? Lawsuit. Lawsuit. I, okay, so so that was my that was my. Admittedly not smooth or elegant transition. transition to Evan Williams discussing his most profound or we're or kind of going like, around the circle and like who's the most tired who we think we're gonna who think we think Evan's is maybe fading. gonna fade fastest I'm fading fast <laughs> in this late night hour um it's morning <laughs> so um I was I also have multiple experience says a lot of them occurred uh. At the Walden School, where I used to teach each summer children ages 10 to 18. But I'm going to do one uh, in celebration of the tattoo on my left arm. Uh, there are two members in the room who have musical tattoos on their arms. Really? Auf on Deutsch. Their left arm. Uh, in, on their left arm, Auf Deutsch. Uh, mine is smaller. Right. And um, oui? so. I don't remember German for you. Yeah, it's yeah. Not da, that's Russian. Yeah. Yeah is German. Um, so um, as, as many people know. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with my microphone. I don't know what's happening. As many people know, <laughs> Gustav Mahler is my favorite composer. Hang on. It's onomatopoeic. <laughs> oh, did you just Google it? <laughs> no, I just remembered it. <laughs> You sobered up a little bit when you stood up. Uh, Anyways. Also, Jamie is like nuzzling her microphone <laughs> in, a, in a comfortable I'm spot trying, on her chest. I'm trying to like let it rest on my, on my chest. My shirt. Uh-huh. My, shirt has, my shirt has Laura Dern on it and it says 
Laura Dern. Laura yes. Dern. Nice. My shirt says, says dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Nice. I'm so very proud of this. Keep going. Wait, okay. Evan, Evan, back you to your saying, tattoo. Yeah. I what was I saying? Mahler. Mahler. <laughs> Gustav <Yeah>. Mahler. So Yavol. <laughs> um so uh in the year in the year 2014 is anybody keeping track of how many lawsuits we are going to be slapping <laughs> i sang in the may festival chorus uh with the cincinnati symphony and that was a fun year we sang in carnegie hall uh we sang a huge festival and um i normally don't have emotions. Um, <laughs> End of like generally wow. in it life, takes, or? it takes very like powerful things to move me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, and I normally don't have them when I perform music, uh, but we were doing Mahler's Symphony of a Thousand. Mm. Uh, us and I hope no one actually goes in the history books and checks this. I think it was the Nashville Symphony Chorus. I don't mm. really remember. Because uh, you need two separate courses to sing it. And, right. Uh, Obviously. I, of course, I love the first movement of that. Vinny, Vinny, Cleato Spirit. And, you know, always the second movement is like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's a second movement that's the final scene of Faust, but who cares? Um, and The uh, people. The people. <laughs> I was about to sing uh, John Adams, Nixon, and China, the but I won't. Lawsuit. Um, the people are determined to divide the man, land to make it whole. Uh, <laughs> how many, how many uh, tangents can we yes, go here yes. before you finish this? I just look at it as reference dropping. Yes, it's, it's you know it's not mic dropping, it's he not name dropping, it's just reference, reference but it's a dropping. Search. But I mean, but Evan has actually been I doing. Mean, that's, that's how his brain is functioning right oh, now. It's like great. a Google search. Yeah, it's something at it, and the top it, result comes up. And it's actually like an Olympic slalom, right? Or the is that what slalom? Is that a is that a term that skiing, right? Where the yes. sure where they, whatever where they you slalom. You're making it this is. analogy, and you don't know what the sport is. <laughs> well, and we Sports don't know ball. what the analogy is. It's so bobsled time. We can't help. <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Feel the ride. So get so, on up. It's bobsled time! Cool running! <laughs> so, Mahler. Mahler. What, what were we talking about? You. You were talking. <laughs> yes. So, we were doing the final movement of Mahler 8, and I had to stop singing. Because if I kept singing, I would was going to break down and cry. Mm. Uh, and just like that moment of transcendence of, you know, getting to sing, you know, my favorite composer with... Almost a thousand people. That's powerful. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. And, you know, um, yeah, I know it's just like, oh, you know, a mall or whatever. You know, uh, it wasn't an educational moment for me. It wasn't a sort of like I learned something about myself. It just is like pure emotion. And it's, it's hard for me to feel that. For various reasons. That's uh, <laughs> fascinating. Because yeah. for a couple of years, I got completely obsessed with this idea of transcendence and how we as composers can manage to create the circumstances where it occurs. And the answer is it's really damn hard. Yeah. 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 Because you, there's all kind of studies like, why does Adele make us cry? And, you know, you, <laughs> you know it's just like you have to have... I don't well maybe you don't have to have an expert personal experience because I have no personal experience with Faust. 
You don't? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Annie, we have to... Please invite us to your parties. (laughs) Um, And of course, the the German... my, My four years of German, like, give me maybe about 20% understanding of mm-hmm. what was happening. Uh, but just that moment of music making um, with a shit, uh, can I say shit ton? A you shit may. ton you of may. people in yep. the room oh, yeah. uh, just was like, yeah, it was a lot. And uh, the only other time I feel that feeling often is with the quote that is written on my arm, but I said this Zuleben from Mahler too, so mm-hmm. yeah. And and for those who don't speak German, what what Prepare is it? Prepare yourself to live <laughs> from Mahler's Second Symphony. Winter That's is re- coming. Pre- oh man, I mean, I mean, wow. Prepare mm. yourself to live. That's there. There again, we touch on this idea of of connections. Well, yeah, but Hashtag. also, but also connection, right? This idea that um, the experience we have. At a at a particular concert is not just let this I mean, is awful. Well, it's, what? it's really the dry wine? and not sweet. So it's champagne, Andrew, for the third time. <laughs> 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 Didn't Jamie tell you I'm not paying attention? Oh yeah, champagne <laughs> from the champagne. It's only champagne if it's from the champagne. It's region not actually. Of it's brut, but it's it's a really brut. dry. <laughs> It's an extremely dry route. So and dry. and I have one friend in Fredonia and she and I will tank a bottle of this together. It's not fruity enough. No, it's not. <laughs> it's you have one, we need one more of those cape. No, we drink things. it. We need some it's, fruit wine. What about that? Uh, it's also more than four ninety nine. From, uh, so. from the gardens <laughs> of fruit wine. Fruit. I don't think anyone knows what I'm referencing. Um the, interestingly enough, I think Andy Nyker has passed out. Not not <laughs> her her drive. She hasn't dropped the mic yet, but it's dangling. Oh, oh, it's I, dangling. I a, she can't drop it like it's hot, she's gotta set it down like she's, it's warm. She's she's driven. <laughs> I mean, she is a mom. She has to check these things first. Mm-hmm. She has she has probably driven twenty seven hours today. No, um, just five. But I'm just tired. <laughs> it's five twenty seven. Still about four hours and we past have my bedtime. Eighteen feeds. No, just five. Just five. <laughs> the answer is always five. But Andrew chooses not to. Uh, he also thinks that Rob is eighteen feet tall. Eighteen feet, twelve inches. <laughs> <laughs> although, although the, Rob is not just five feet. Rob, tall. or no, or Andrew, or yeah. you next, Andrew. Whichever. Andrew, you skipped yourself. I did, I did for uh, on purpose. See, because here's okay. the thing, and uh, it, it's really come to light in this uh, situation. Andrew is the great summarizer. You are excellent Someone at that. Someone says something, what? and Andrew brings it on home, yeah. brings full circle. Recap. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is the sign of a so, Which is why he that. should go last. Do I, so I, I have hate to go that. Last? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. You you hate what? I hate that. Oh, why? A lot of people feel re- feel listened to when they hear their own words resummarized. Feel seen, not Jamie, and heard. <laughs> Usually because I've of, actually misinterpreted Jamie. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, a lot of people also assume that 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 they know better than what I'm I'm ah, trying to convey. I think so. what Jamie's trying to say is, oh God. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. I'm joking. Thanks, so, Evan. Andrew, it's your turn. And then maybe you can summarize yourself. No, wait. I was going last. I have pizza. Oh, okay, mouth. Rob. Yeah, it's yeah. you. I'm going to go. Rob McClure, it's your turn. <laughs> Words of Andrew. Rob McClure, it's your turn. <laughs> you can't be that tired. I'm here all night. Actually, no. I'm going to fall asleep in like five minutes. So, Rob, go. <laughs> so, um, 
when I was thinking about this, uh, I I mean I've been I I've I, I mentioned this in my little spiel last night uh, before my piece that I've been going to uh, Toledo Symphony concerts since I was in high school, mm-hmm. and it's it's just been a huge thrill for me to work with some of the musicians that I grew up like hearing and watching on that stage, Merwin Sue being one of them. Um, you know, so I've I've had a lot of great concert experiences here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give two can I give two answers? They'll be short. Please. No. <laughs> nine. Wow. Not the number nine, the German word for no. <laughs> so so I'm just gonna do it anyway. Um, <laughs> the the first one the the first one is um it it is uh experience from the Toledo Symphony. Um, I, and you, you can't ask me the soloist cause I don't remember anymore. I only remember the feeling and that, and that's, that's, yeah. Me too, yeah, that's the point with these is that, you know, it, it transcends like, you know, rem- even remembering facts. You just, you just remember how you felt at that ex- uh, specific moment. But I remember going to a Toledo symphony concert and they were doing the Samuel Barber piano concerto. Mm. <sighs> it's so good. I have never heard you sigh like that about Samuel Barber. Yeah, scandalous. Barber. Ooh. Ooh. the puns, the puns. But I mean, the, the, you know, that's that's a. I feel like that's a pretty normal concert experience. You know, like I, I'm. You know, it, there was a piece. It hit me in exactly the right time, the right mood, the right musical material for where I was at yep. as a listener. You know, it was it was like Jamie. You do like sink into the couch. <laughs> it, it's it it'll eat you. Um, Never mind. Continue. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, and and there have certainly been other times with that. But um, I I do remember I went to a ton of Toledo Symphony concerts. So, uh, for that one to like really really stick out, and I I mean I still go back and listen to that piece, and I, I mean it's it's amazing. It's yeah. just simply amazing. Yeah. But the other one I wanted to share was it had nothing to do with live music, and I think this is actually why uh, live performance gets us so. Okay. Is uh, because I was at uh, I was at my friend Carl uh, Carl Blench and his partner Patrick. We were at their uh, we were at their apartment. It was it, it was probably a holiday party uh, when we were when we were in Houston. Um, it seemed that Carl usually hosted the holiday parties, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. Um, but. At these, you know, there'd be a huge meal, and then we'd get profoundly drunk. And at some point in the night, Carl would like, "Hey, let's listen to music. Let's listen to music." Yeah, yes. Yeah. Late night listening parties are the best. exactly the best. And I remember, and, and honestly, I don't even remember the piece. I remember it was a piece by Rachmaninoff, mm-hmm. and I think it was for a shit ton of cellos Mm. oh okay it was probably an arrangement i think it might have been vespers i was just gonna ask if it was vespers that that seems like a. and then you said cellos and i thought oh oh, maybe not right because it's the closest to the human voice uh in terms Mm -hmm. of strength anyway go ahead that piece i've had a late night listening experience with that very same piece yeah i you know what if i listen to it again 
it I would I would not even probably think twice about the piece. But that particular moment with those people in that atmosphere, that's why like, you know, paying attention to all the stuff that goes around the concert, you know, the setting, the lighting, the time of day, you know, all of and and who like you know, we've we've gone to however many concerts already at this festival. I th- I think that uh, Scott from from the the Toledo Museum of Art has been an excellent host. Oh, yes, excellent. Yes, he puts yes. the audience at ease. He's funny. He, you know, he 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 is. He relaxes very, everyone. He, yes, he relaxes everyone. He's very comfortable with the mic. You know, so. He All does of, keep stressing us out about intermission time, though. But no, that's hilarious. It is. It's very, <laughs> like when you when you tell a musician you or when you tell someone schlepping gear that they have tw- twelve and a half or t- what was it? What was 12 it? Like? And a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was it was twelve like, and a half minutes. Yeah. But he's he's been fantastic, and that just puts everyone at ease, and it makes it makes the whole experience it it, it opens you up. Hmm? To experience yes. something that you haven't before, for a piece to hit you in just the right way, and that the, the experience I'm talking about at Carl's house, that everything about that was right. Yes, the environment makes such a big difference. Yeah, in and how you experience completely a piece. I remember feeling that uh, as a student to bring it back to the four one nine at Bowling Green. Uh, with a class with Mary Natvig, who is a musicology professor at BJSU, who's really good. And I may or may not have had to take remedial music history uh, when I was at Bowling Green, the early music history with her. I mean, who doesn't? Um, yes. I missed it <laughs> by I mean, come one on. point. I did. <laughs> um, well, look at you. Yes. Well, I did. And Mary Natvig ah! taught the class. And um, I... You know, probably part of the reason I was in that class was in the first place was, you know, I just never really connected with, like, I just was never engaged in my music history classes in undergrad and just kind of found it boring and blah, blah, blah. And so we, I don't remember, I don't think it was the first day of the semester, but it was early on. And we were, you know, doing like Gregorian chant or something. But, and it was an evening class and we came in and sat down and she like didn't say a word and she turned the lights off in the classroom and walked up to the front of the room and lit a candle at the front of the room and everyone was just quiet and she was like in a very like low voice like kind of set the tone for what we were going to listen to and then played a recording of you know this beautiful Gregorian chant song and it was just you know it's very small thing to just turn off the lights and light a candle and then describe what the church must have been like where the music was sung the first time that it was sung but it Mm. just put you in that place you know like suddenly I wasn't sitting in a classroom listening to a piece that I would have to know information for on a test I was like actually thinking about you were there the place Yeah. yeah and just something as simple as like lighting a candle and turning the lights off and I remember that, and that was ten, over ten years ago. You know, yeah. so but actually, it, that brings up a, a really great point because I adore String Quartet Thirteen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But part of Eight. it is, but part of it is, 
I've only seen it live once. And Kalindi, who played the Kalindi Bellock. Thank you. Uh, who played the my piece last night? Um, is a phenomenal player. And 13 starts with this huge viola solo. And she's a violist. Thank you. <laughs> Andrew fact checking along. <laughs> Summarizing and fact checking. Yep, thanks. Um, but I've only seen it live once. I've only seen Kalindi perform it live. And I have tried to sit through the recordings of String Quartet 13. I love that piece more than any of the other quartets now, and I don't listen to recordings of you, it. And you, it's, it's almost like you almost never want to hear it again. You don't want to taint your, your memory oh, of that it experience. and experience. Yeah. I've tried. Mm-hmm. I've tried. Right. And somewhere in the first three minutes, I phase out. See, and I have, I have the almost exact opposite experience is that I have listened to Leonard Bernstein's recording of the Rite of Spring so many times that no, you can't hear it live. I can't hear it live. Oh my you God. want the recorded experience. I want. I. It, it's. It's just. And it. And I've said this before. Like it might not be the best recording. It might not be very definitive of the Rite of Spring. I don't care. No, it's the one you like. It's the one yeah. I like. You know what yeah. you should do? What you should go to Chicago see. Joffrey do the reproduction oh, of the yeah. original choreography right. and the mm-hmm. production. I think that'll do it for you. I, yeah. I've, I've seen that. Some Nijinsky. And I, yeah. I felt like I was traveling back in time. Unfortunately, no one wanted to join in with the riot I started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lost opportunity. Yeah. A yeah. single man riot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, place absolutely has has so much to do with it. Yeah. And and that's an amazing way to think about even even experiencing a recording. Right. Is I mean, the environment of the, the recording. I mean, and if you think about it, like how how often do you guys listen to the same or a similar playlist to just get shit done? Yeah. Right. Totally. All the time. I have, yeah, I have one I turn on every single morning. And it probably drive the Andrew. Cri- I music don't know. Music for eighteen musicians. It's <laughs> a good driving piece. Good driving. Good part writing. Good mm. grading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Spotify that playlist that, that I listen to incessantly. You know what's a great song to get your parts done to? Adele, Rolling in the Deep. Yes. Huh? Adele. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I took the headphones off. You took what? You took the headphones off. There's, there's too said, much of a he delay. Said, he said Adele rolling in the deep. Oh, okay. Although that is the best walking song no. of my life. Rolling in the deep. Not running. It's too slow to run. Through the Fire and the Flames by Dragon <laughs> Force. <laughs> and you know what's a good song to play uh, if you're sleepy and driving from Kansas City to Houston in the middle of the night? Any of my music. P- uh, CD for soprano saxophone, piccolo, and a whole bunch of other noisy. No. Yeah. Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, go. I wins. was going to say, um, never mind. Tarafta Hayduk. That is a good CD of yours. It's like, it is like accordions on speed. I have never not slept so much in my life. <laughs> but 
to to bring it to bring us back to like you know how place and atmosphere and all that stuff matters so much like we're every single thing that we've talked about so far has had to deal with a an experience not just mm, listening yes. to a piece yes. because we could do that on our computer on our phone on right. our ipod whatever mm-hmm. it's not just listening to a piece do people uh, still uh, use ipods there is one okay yeah, i'm not even yes maybe yeah say anything else okay sorry. keep going keep going <laughs> andrew's had every piece of technology crash on him this week <laughs> we're not listening to him okay. continue rob but you know we we could if we wanted to we we do we listen to stuff all the time but we remember the experiences yes and that's something as composers that just putting your piece on in a recital hall with recital lighting with recital staging it just doesn't do yeah, it is that enough is yeah, there's a difference I don't think though it is enough. because it's, you're it's putting this all on the responsibility of the composers this is the responsibility of anyone who who considers themselves a curator sure and that includes composers because yeah. a lot of times we do our own shows and right. and I've been to so many concerts where they don't consider the shape of the concert in addition to the shape of the individual piece. Yeah. Like, you can't put three slow songs in a row. They're all minimalist in C. You can. (laughs) Why not? You can. (laughs) You can. (laughs) But I think you might be ignoring the shape of the concert if you don't, I don't know, move to A flat. There are mm. there are three things I have to say about or that. Or like Evans piece. And then it's your F turn. minor. Mm. There th- there, well, well, actually, Annie Nykirk, I'm, glad, I'm glad you spoke because you were one of the things speaks. I was going to mention because you were basically asleep holding your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's, 2 a.m. Uh, 2 o'clock. You're so um, pretty. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock on Sunday. The, the, 0200. The, the other thing that uh, I, I would ha- I have to say that I agree with all of you. That was the second thing. Um, that it's it's about curation and it's not just it's curating an experience it's not putting on a concert it's not playing a piece and i would no you were going to say something i Annie. think it's both i think the piece is important too well, obviously I'm, well i'm going to i'm going to throw i'm going to double down on that and say that there's a third component which is the audience itself right because we've talked about the compo- and this is this is getting back to my whole philosophy about what what music is the idea that it's a nexus between the creator the performer and the listener and without any one of these components right you're not going to have any musical experience and the thing that i'm going to bring up for point number three of my most memorable concert experience is actually retroactive what that was a heavy pause well, it is a pregnant. Be- Paul. He was waiting for me to say what. Because, what? Well, I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, you. I'm. I'm glad I'm going last because I'm probably gonna kill the mood. And Wait. and it's it's. And the he's I, already asleep. So no, it's <laughs> yep. So Jamie's used to it. The. <laughs> that's saying in. <laughs> TMI. Um. The most memorable thing about this experience right now is Annie bringing the microphone to her face and going, I got nothing. I'm just, I'm too tired. <laughs> Basically, I have something I want to say, but I'm too tired. So I'm just going <laughs> to. 
Get on with that, Andrew. <laughs> so the the kind of retroactive experience in question is actually one. It's it's Leonard Bernstein's uh, West Side Story. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and the the reason I bring up this concert experience is because uh, it was it was. It was a, a packed house. Was it, it the suite or the musical itself? No, it was the musical itself. Okay. It was the musical itself, and it was it was a high school production. Whoa. High school musical. It was a high school musical oh. production of Leonard Bernstein's West Side Story, and it was one that uh, my mother bought tickets for just her and I to go see. Aww. And I'm too drunk to not cry. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I mean, for for the and I I told you I was going to bring the mood down. I'm sorry, and I'm glad I, I'm glad you had me go last. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at Annie when I said I'm glad. Yeah. Anyway, the idea here is that uh, my mother wanted it to be like you know a, a little night out with just me and her, and so you know I was I was uh, probably sophomore in high school, and it was just before. Uh, for those who are familiar with the podcast, the the idea that I, I figured I would go into music my junior year, right? So it was just before I had decided, made the decision that music was a thing that I wanted to pursue for my career. And uh, my mother bought these tickets because she was a huge fan of Bernstein um, and the, that particular musical, and she thought it would be something that I would enjoy. And it was just the two of us. We went and... It was funny because she thought I had, you know, a miserable time. We, we, we joke about, you know, the composers doing normal shit website. And it's always like, you know, Shostakovich having a miserable time. In, in the, in the <laughs> um, and, and so I, I'm, that's what's running through my head. It's just is, like living right? for him. It's, right? it's like, I'm, <laughs> you know, life. Wah, wah. Um, the, and so I'm, I'm imagining this kind of running through my head now, like thinking about my mother looking over at me and, and you know, seeing my expression or whatever that was in the moment that was making her think that I, I was having not the best time of my life. And, and in fact, and I had told her this, fortunately, um, I was captivated, like mesmerized by, mm-hmm. by everything that was happening. A, uh, one of my teachers was in the pit playing all the instruments you know like yeah right and the music i had i knew the musical i had like grown up watching my grandmother's collections of the you know the 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 golden age musicals and all the things right so good it was all so good but experiencing that live and experiencing that with my mom and just that was kind of a turning point for me of saying you know, like like becoming more serious about music, being being aware of situations and surroundings. And the reason why I say it's retroactive is because, uh, of course, because my, my mother passed away in, in 2013, before I had finished my doctorate, before all of that. And that memory, that experience became more poignant later. You're right, yeah. Mm. And that's, I don't, it's, it's not something we can control as composers. It's not something that we can curate as concert presenters. It's something that we come to know better as an audience as we go through our particular path, as we journey through kind of life, right? And that is something I think is so crucial to remember when we're doing all of these things what we could get down on ourselves what we do does what we do really matter yeah and the answer is of course yes not at all oh <laughs> sorry i had the wrong answer 
Music has well, the actually, power to express nothing. But 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 it, at, at the same time, yes, it's 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 uh, Schrodinger's music, right? It's this idea of <laughs> it's this idea of what we do. What we do may not matter. Is the music dead or alive? Right. <laughs> we'll never know. Well, Evans we is it dead Ev- white man yeah, music exactly. or live white man music? <laughs> the Waller swallowed the key before he died. <laughs> the idea, of course, is that that's not a decision that the composer or the curator gets to make. No. That's mm. something that's determined by the listener as they reflect on their own experiences. What what is important to you? What is important yeah. to you, what and the, and what the curator and the composer can do is provide opportunity hmm. for the audience to reflect. A space, a space, you a just... time, a podcast. The end. In the podcast. Fiend. <laughs> and oh, I can't reach my champagne. Well done, team. <laughs> Your champagne in the mug. God, Evan. Mug Your champagne. Sham- so classic. Pag mug. Mambo, mambo, go. Mambo number five. Oh, Jamie Lee Sampson attempting to. Lay, I, I apologize for I'm the, not, the levity not, of that. This isn't going to take that long. But you know what's funny is it's about the same time you were experiencing all of that. I had never. So I went to Broadway when I was a freshman in high school. Nice. Yeah. And we saw Les Mis. You know, like every teenage girl has a weird, like, ah! phase about Les Mis, right? Um, Annie, can you confirm? No. Sorry. <laughs> one time more. Okay. Well, it's one negative data point there. All right, fine. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, the exception I proves the point. I was with my high school band, and it was one of those trips that was just miserable from beginning to end, um, except the performance of Les that we saw, because I had no idea what the human voice was capable of. And I thought, until you heard Russell Crowe and Les Mis? No. Yikes. Burn it. Um, <laughs> you had no idea what the human voice was capable of. <laughs> so. All right. That was like, okay. Fix, fix the age thing because that was like a long time later. Anyways, I was looking for the speakers in the Broadway house. I was super naive. Did I you had, like it? They didn't mic it. No, in Broadway. They Sometimes they do mic it. They did not. A lot I of those c- actual Broadway theaters are pretty small. They don't need to oh, it was tiny. mic them. It They're was in so the tiny. theater. Mm, yes, on camera. And, on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was frantically searching for what was making the fullness of this noise. And I do remember. Fight <laughs> <spite> me. <laughs> I do remember this moment where I realized that it was just the human voice. There were six guys singing the beginning of Les Mis and that the human voice was capable of singing better than a high school choir. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, yeah. was the really earliest moment that I thought, oh, I want to do something with that. It was probably the first moment I thought about being a composer, even though I had mm. no words to, to attach to that. Mm. But I have a, a quick story like that. It's not long. Um, so the first live orchestra concert I saw was the Cleveland Orchestra. Uh, I can't Annie's just giving up. She's walking away. The mic has been pushed down. They, they, they were doing Mozart. They were doing Mozart. And that was the first time, like, because you go to live concerts and you're like, this sounds nothing like the album. 
Uh, but that was the first time I went to a hall and heard music. It's like, this sounds exactly like I'm listening to an album on headphones. Yeah. And yeah. That made put made me in love with like just acoustics of a live hall. That's all I was going to say, Annie. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Not okay. Not okay. Um, she did so, say good story, but so, I missed it. So I mean, I think good I think story, bro. I think <laughs> I think actually this is a great opportunity to wrap it up because I think I think this Why? was this was Rob. This it's was only it's only two in the morning. So so long, I think wasn't, wasn't this Rob McClure's goodbye. goal like to see which one of us would, did, would fall first to you? <laughs> Annie Annie volunteers his tribute. <laughs> <laughs> the relative, the relatively new mom values sleep. Or- yes. If yes. I say I lose, does that mean we can stop? <laughs> Honestly, this is really awesome. This is like the first real one of these I've done. And if it wasn't two in the morning, I would definitely want to keep talking. So we should do this like in the normal time of day again yes. sometime. Day Bring drinking. the microphones to brunch tomorrow. Yeah. Day drinking. Any of us Ooh. make it. Mimosas. Bottom mimosas. Mimosas. That was my vote like four I, hours well, ago. I about champagne. <laughs> I was convinced champagne. that I was going to get back and you guys are going to be asleep. <laughs> I forgot the uh, orange juice. Well, <laughs> play us out, Rob. <laughs> no, this was a this was a good uh, adjective slumber party. We're all we're pretty Except much all we're in our jammies. Sleeping. Minus the slumbering. <laughs> well, you're we're trying. Getting, we're getting there. We're so close. We are so close. Yeah. So good festival. Yeah. Good, good festival. podcast. Uh huh. Great friends, wonderful Great experiences. Wine, wine, champagne. Yeah, lots of wine. Man, <laughs> that can of wine will get you. I'm telling you right now. Three glasses of wine in that can. <laughs> I'm so glad I bought that for you. I looked at it and I was like, he is not going to drink wine out of a carton. Of course, that's what's in your hand. That's right what now, I'm doing but, right now. <laughs> but it's like last resort. But no. I mean, I got your can. What are we going to do? Like, we're leaving tomorrow. If, if we don't drink it, tomorrow. it goes to waste. If it's yeah. unopened, it goes home. What are you talking about? Exactly. It goes to waste. So I'm going to use it. I shake my head. You again. learned that it from goes Arrested to Development, for... and that's not true, Rob. Huh? What? You learned that from Arrested Development, and that's not true. Wine does not if you open if it, you it goes bad. It. <laughs> <laughs> or if you leave some grape juice open, it'll turn into wine. <laughs> No, but apple cider, that's true. <laughs> fermentation. 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 We like fermentation. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Too. I don't know either. And to play us out. Yes, I think I think we need an outro. <laughs> what what does that even mean? To play us out? To, to play us out. What are you talking about? So, song to, to, to We just use the People, people in the podcast. I hope listeners of the podcast recognize my reference without me saying it. I hope Rob McClure edits this part out. Can we? Can we all do the 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 out the out part? No, no, no. It's it should be something rhythmic. Like, well, it's like we're we're doing Andrea's piece, but we're doing it vocally. Oh, I. 
it would be more like we changed it to Mission Impossible I played the triangle part copyright infringement it's parody so it's okay so fair use, fair they use. can't prove I'm singing the right, right Paramount, notes. if you're listening, Paramount. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, if you're listening, fair Tom use. Cruise, Tom Calm Cruise, down. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. All right, I'm I'm pretty right. yeah I'm pretty sure. Right, we got it. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.